0: God bless you, dear folks. Turn in your Bible, if you would, to Matthew 14. Matthew 14. I was talking to a brother before service. We are talking about seasons of life. and um, I'm not sure what season you find yourself in. Uh, there's a lot of heaviness. Um, but if you're in Matthew 14, we're going to pick up where Jesus had just fed... The 5,000, uh, he sent his disciples into the boat to go to the other side of the, the water there, and he stays behind and prays. So in Matthew 14, verse 24, I'll read a couple verses. It says this in 24 But the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with waves, for the wind was contrary. <clears throat> and in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went under them, walking on the sea. out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw the wind was boisterous, he was afraid and he began to sink and he cried saying, Lord, save me. Let's pray. Lord God, I pray that in the midst of a a heavy time, Lord, that you would be near to us. Lord, might we see you. And might we call to you. Save us. Lord, we call to you now. Uh, at these prayer requests for these missionaries, um, Lord, and closer to home, the things that are troubling us, Lord, I pray uh, that you would hear our cry and that we'd come to you. We pray this in Jesus' name, amen. What I wanted you to see from this passage was um, Peter's faith, uh, Jesus calling him to a, a tremendous, I think an exciting uh, how can you say, other than an accomplishment. Uh, it was Jesus' accomplishment. Uh, he had Peter walk on the water, but Peter was part of it. Um, and so I wonder, as I heard Pastor's message from Sunday, uh, and, I, and it won't impress anyone if I said it caused me to, to cry, because I cry about most anything. But I was crying. I mean, it was, it was powerful. It really touched my heart. Um, we're holding onto things, and things are holding on to us. Um, and Jesus is calling us to a, a, higher, a higher calling, a closer walk. And, and what caused Peter the trouble here, it was that boisterous wind. Um, he changed his view, I believe. I believe uh, when Jesus called him, I think his eyes were on Jesus. Uh, and then when he saw that boisterous wind, he was distracted. Uh, so I want to encourage us, if you would turn to John 11... Um, I want to encourage us to purposefully look through lenses of faith. Um, And I don't know if I'll always have an illustration, but I think it's because I'm I'm amateur that I always bring an illustration. It's my only hope of having you guys remember the message. Um, But looking through lenses of faith um, intentionally, uh, it's going to change your perspective. It will change my perspective. Uh, in John 11, who can quote John 11, 35? Can anyone quote that? Jesus wept. Uh, my favorite Sunday school verse when I was a kid. You have to quote a verse. Go, I got one. Jesus wept. Um, that's That passage, Jesus wept. Uh, in John 11, I want to read verse 1 and 3. I introduce you to the topic and then... Get into it. John eleven one says, Now a certain man was sick, named Lazarus of Bethany, the town of Mary and her sister Martha. And it was that Mary which anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped His feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. Therefore his sisters sent unto him, saying, Lord, behold, he whom thou lovest is sick. In your Bible, and uh, I, I checked in my... My grandfather's Bible, mine doesn't say much about the title. I don't know if your uh, passage here has a title. But the title in my grandfather's Bible was The Rising of Lazarus. Um, and if, if you think about the, the text here, uh, we find out that Lazarus is sick in verse 1. Uh, we find out he's dead in verse 14. Uh, and at the, at the command of Jesus... He he raises from the dead. Late in the chapter, uh, the 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 title is the raising of Lazarus, but the really the content and the story um, is is so far beyond that. Um, and I wonder today as we come, uh, I was talking to a sister earlier, and I said, you know, when I was twenty. Uh, I got married. I think it was 23. I'm supposed to know these things. I uh, was somewhere near 23, um, and I thought I'd have kids early. Uh, they'll grow. We'll kick them out of the house, and we're just going to party, my wife and I, uh, and it's going to be great. Uh, and then, as you get older, we were, we were sharing. Uh, it doesn't work that way. Uh, the, it seems like the cares uh, are literally multiplied, uh, and and the weight uh, is increased and so as things are added to our life and there's, there's things that are being piled on, um, there's going to be things that come into your life um, that want to define you, like the title uh, of this, The Rising of Lazarus. But it's really so far beyond that. Uh, and so if we can discipline ourselves to look through lenses of faith uh, as these challenges come up... Um, I believe that we'll uh, attain, as as, um, Paul said in Philippians 3, we'll attain unto that which we were attained for, uh, a walk with God, uh, to bring glory to God. So we'll have to be careful uh, to look through lenses of faith. Um, There's three three headings, if you're a heading person. I am not a note taker. Uh, I don't like notes. I couldn't stand school. Matter of fact, I don't even take a bulletin when we come in. I just don't like paper. (laughs) Uh, I should, honestly, because of the prayer requests, but um, I don't. There's three three, uh, headings. Uh, Looking through lenses of faith to call on Jesus. Uh, Looking on lenses of faith when uh, God's timing seems off. And looking through lenses of faith uh, when I just can't understand. So, the first... Calling on Jesus, looking through lenses of faith to call on Jesus. In verse 3 of John 11, we see, uh, Therefore his sisters sent unto him Jesus, saying, Lord, behold, he whom thou lovest is sick. Uh, and I think there's a, it's a very good place to start uh, on our sermon tonight, uh, calling on Jesus. Have you called on Jesus? And why would I call on Jesus? Uh these sisters knew Jesus well. They, they were beyond uh, acquaintances. They were friends. He whom thou lovest is sick. And that would be one reason that you and I should call on Jesus. We, we know and we read that verse. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And you think God so loved the world. Well, it's a big world. And, and I'm such a small part of it. Uh, but he goes on to say there uh, that whosoever, um, whosoever, so you and I are the, the the whosoever's. We make that up. And when the sisters called upon the Lord, they knew that it wasn't just the world that Jesus was burdened for, but he was their friend. Uh, and he, he loved them. He can now love us to sick. Uh, and they knew he was capable. They had heard the, the stories. They would probably seen Many of the stories. So they called upon Jesus because he loved them and because he was capable. Tonight, have you ever, I know it's a Wednesday night, but have you ever called upon the name of the Lord Jesus Christ uh, for salvation? God loves you uh, and he's capable. He's capable of saving you. Looking through the lenses of faith when God's timing seems off. If you look at verse 6, of John 11. When he had heard, therefore, that he was sick, he abode two days still in the same place where he was. I don't know if you've ever had anything urgent. Um, My grandmother passed away recently. Some of you guys were so kind to send cards and extend your sympathy. But as I was in the hospital there, with my mom and uh, the big family, uh, it was urgent. Uh, it wasn't. It wasn't easy. Um, you know, my grandfather Greer. Uh, they said that he he got up in the middle of the night and just fell. And I think they even said that I don't know how he had a smile on his face after he fell. But they he said it was it was just he just got up and passed. Uh, and it was just boom. Uh, and it was what you'd want to to be in your passing. My my grandmother's passing was not easy. Um, It it was drawn out. And if I I could have um, had some miracle worker there, I would have urgently sought for him to do a miracle. Uh, It was urgent. And so, God's timing seems off. In in 6, we see... When he heard, therefore, that he was six, he abode two days still in the same place where he was. And I think it's fitting that, that I think God put verse 5 there before verse 6 on purpose because it's, he, he's reminding us now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. And so as he reminds us of this, I love you, And then we we have an urgent need and we call out to God and we're not sure what's going on. Imagine Mary and Martha as whatever brought this event uh, about took place. I don't know if Lazarus fell off the roof. Uh, I don't know if if he... I don't know. He was sick unto death. Um, and And they send to Jesus... Jesus can do it. He's capable. Uh, he knows me. They send unto Jesus. Imagine as, as, it, as it becomes obvious, this is dire. Let's get to Jesus quick. And as they send whoever it was that went for them uh, unto Jesus, the one sister could say, it's, it's going to be alright. Uh, Jesus has got it. Jesus knows me. Jesus loves me. Uh, it's going to be alright. <clears throat> and they send and the time passes and they're probably anxious watching what's taking place in Lazarus' body. And I don't know if it was a long travel or not, but sometime later the, the messenger comes back and, the, and they say, well, how did it go? I, I got to Jesus. I gave him the word. Um, and then, of course, they would say, well, what did he say? And, uh, he said, "Well, he didn't say much. Um, hmm. He didn't say much. Well, did did he? Did, did you tell him it was urgent? He's dying. Yeah, we told him. I didn't see him packing any bags. Hmm. Jesus got it though. I know he's coming. And as more time passes and Lazarus finally passes, imagine a." Uh, they thought, well, okay. I believe both ladies believed he's the son of God. I, am I, I, sure they heard of the centurion, who they sends word to Jesus. He comes to Jesus. He said, "My servant is is dying." Um, Jesus says, "Okay, I'll come." And he's on his way. And the centurion says, "No, Jesus, listen." I've got men under me, and when I tell them to go, they go. And when I tell them to come, they come. Don't bother coming all the way. Don't trouble yourself. I'm not really worthy, and I know you're able. Just say the word, uh, and, and I know he'll be healed. And at the word of Jesus, he's healed. So the sisters must be thinking, all right, maybe Jesus will heal him from a distance. Or I, I, I don't God, do you understand what's going on, and we need you? So, looking through lenses of faith, I can use these to check out the clock. My vision's almost that bad. <laughs> looking through lenses of faith when God's timing seems off. Looking through lenses of faith when we can't understand. I've got no idea, um, but I believe. Look with me at uh, verse 20. Jesus uh, arrives. Verse 20 says this, Then then Martha, as soon as she had heard that Jesus was coming, went and met him. But Mary sat still in the house. Then said Martha unto Jesus, Lord, if thou hast been here, my brother had not died. But I know that even now, whatsoever thou wilt ask of God, God will give it thee. Jesus answered, Jesus said unto her, thy brother shall rise again. Martha said unto him, I know he shall rise again in in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Believest thou this? She said unto him, Yea, Lord, I believe that thou art the Christ, the Son of God, which should come into the world. When you read that last verse in 27, she said unto him, Yea, Lord, I believe that thou art the Christ, the Son of, the Son of God, which should come into the world. I, I don't believe, at least in, in my understanding, that Martha was like, Oh, you're going to raise my brother. Seeing through lenses of faith when we can't understand Jesus is delayed. Okay, I believe you still got it, God. I finally get to see you. You're here. I won't. I won't be rude and say what was so important that kept you. You're here. You could say praise the Lord. But when she meets Jesus, and she says to him, "If you were here, my brother would not have passed. Um, but even now, I believe it. Your word." He can raise from the dead, and Jesus, in her mind, is starting to speak doctrine under her. He's he's starting to talk theology under her, and and she must be all she can do to to, to bite her tongue. You're not you're not getting it, Lord. My brother is dead. He's laid there in a casket, and you're talking to me about the resurrection. I don't understand it, and I don't think she ever understood except for this. She left it with Jesus. She trusted him. He, if, if, if he wants to talk to me about the resurrection, then he's God. Are there things in your life that the timing seems off and that you, you can't even try as you might, you absolutely cannot understand? Um, look through lenses of faith on purpose. And say, I I believe. I don't understand it, but I believe. I believe God's God's got it. The events that Lazarus raising from the dead that wanted to be the title of this passage and the event uh, in your life that's that's come up uh, that wants to define you and tell you who you are. Uh, I would encourage you to look through lenses of faith and let God's word define you. He says in John, uh, John one. Let me turn there so I don't misquote it. John one twelve. I, I think it, I, I won't mess it up. But as many as received Him, to them gave He power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on His name. Dear friend, if you're, if you're uh, believed on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, you're a child of God. And that event that has taken place to you is as heavy and, and wrong as it might be. That event that wants to define you as whatever the event is. Uh, Mary could easily have been defined uh as that that one that lost her brother in John eleven two um, she wasn't defined that way. It says it was that Mary which anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother lazarus is sick it didn't It didn't say uh, that one that lost her brother, that event that wants to define you uh, and, and end god's story of faith for you. Don't let it. You're a child of God. Uh, Let God's word define you. If you're a child of God, uh, it says in in 1 John, uh, I think it's chapter 4. You would think I would know. 1 John 5, verse 4. For whosoever is born of God Overcometh the world, and this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. You're a child of God. You're an overcomer. Um, let these things. Let the word of God define you. You know, uh, there's a brother Verone and I have had a conversation, and he shut me down on this thought. Um, and I was holding to it because I'm like, I, I, I believe this is the way it is, brother. This is about a month or two ago. We were talking about it. And this was my thought, that as Mary and Martha, as their brother lay dying uh, and, and eventually died, at some point they would have needed to make a plan for the body they would need to get some spices and some things to um, prepare his body. And then when we read the last part of the story in John 11, I hope I have a surprise ending for you, a really cool uh, twist on this. And, and I don't know if Brother Veron's watching, but for the record, he changed his vote and he agreed with me. So praise the Lord for that. Um, that's a high honor. Brother Verone's a pretty wise man. Uh, in Matthew, or I'm sorry, in John 11, I want to read the ending. I know you know it, but it's a sweet uh, account. Uh, and so we'll pick it up when Jesus um, sees Mary in verse 32. John 11:32. Then when Mary was come where Jesus was and saw him, she fell down at his feet, saying unto him, Lord, If thou hadst been here, my brother had not died. When Jesus therefore saw her weeping, and the Jews also weeping, which came with her, he groaned in his spirit and was troubled, and said, Where have ye laid him? And they said unto him, Lord, come and see. Jesus wept. Then said the Jews, Behold how he loved him. And some of them said, Could not this man which opened the eyes of the blind have caused that even this man should not have died. Jesus therefore again groaned in himself, groaning in himself, cometh to the grave. It was a cave and a stone laid upon it. Jesus said, Take away the stone. Martha, the sister of him that was dead, said unto him, Lord, by this time he stinketh, for he hath been dead four days. Jesus said unto her, Said not I unto thee that if thou wouldst believe thou shouldst see the glory of God. When they took away the stone from the place where the dead was laid, and Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank thee that thou hast heard me, and I knew that thou heardst me always. But because of the people which stand by, I said it, that they may believe that thou hast sent me. And when he had thus spoken, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And he that was bound came forth, and he that was dead came forth, bound hand and foot with grave clothes, and his face was bound about with a napkin. Jesus said unto him, "Loose him and let him go." What an account! And uh, I can't imagine. I heard a preacher preach this message. Um, I I was somewhere near twenty. How I remembered it. God, I think God brought it to my mind. Um, as I went to that church between 16 and 23, so somewhere in the middle maybe, 20 years old. So 36 years ago, I heard this thought, and it was a cool thought. Do you know that God loves you and that he's capable? This is not just um, an acquaintance. It's the Son of God um, with all the power of God, loves you and is capable. And not just that, He knows what's going on in your life. Like a friend. You see a friend, and a friend might say, how are you doing with that? Whatever. I, he's, he's aware. Um, so, at this God that we've uh, become one within a covenant agreement of salvation, I hope that you have, I have, um, he's so powerful that when he says, Lazarus, come forth, and this is the, the preaching that I heard those years ago, I think he said, Lazarus, because if he just stood in front of a bunch of graves and said, come forth, I think it would have been chaos. I think, I, I think there would have been people coming. Uh, that's just a fun thought. Who knows if that would have happened or not. But he says, Lazarus, come forth. And, and Lazarus comes forth, I picture everything. Um, I picture words. I picture my work. Uh, my mind is a, a picture-filled place. And uh, so when he's Lazarus, come forth, he he came forth bound. Uh, he's got a napkin on his face. He's bound hand and foot. I mean, was he just like, <laughs> was he, What? I can't picture it. Uh, but Lazarus comes forth uh, out of the grave, bound hand and foot. And, this is the part where uh, Brother Verón and I had a, a, it was exciting to talk about. When Jesus says uh, take away the stone and Martha says, Lord, he stinketh. He's been in the grave for four days. Why? I, I'm sure, I don't know how it went back in those days, but they would have anointed him with something. And Martha has this strong conviction that he stinks. Um, just, uh, I think it's, I should have looked in advance. In verse, chapter 12, John 12, 1 says, Then Jesus, six days before the Passover, came to Bethany, where Lazarus was, which had been dead, whom he raised from the dead, There they made him a supper, and Martha served. But Lazarus was one of them that sat at the table with them. Then took Mary a pound of ointment of spikenard, very costly, and anointed the feet of Jesus and wiped his feet with her hair. And the whole house was filled with the odor of the ointment. They've estimated the the cost of that, that pound was about almost a year's wages. Actually, more than a year because it was about 300 days' wages. Um, and he, she has held that in reserve um, to glorify God. She's she's held, I believe, and this is the part that, that I, came to me and we, Brother Jay and I talked about it, um, that which... In her lack of faith could have been used, and rightfully so, to prepare her, her brother's body uh, after he passed. I believe she didn't give up. She, God can do it. Jesus knows. Jesus loves me. He knows me. And he's capable. And so as he's sick, Jesus... Your timing seems off. And as her brother passes and Jesus shows up, God, I don't, I don't really understand. She never let go of her faith. She never, she never, that, that year's wages, that, that, that anointing that she should have done to the body, uh, I believe she held out in faith that God had something better. That passing of her brother was not going to be the definition of of who she was. She was going to be defined as that one of faith that took that precious ointment after God came through and she anointed the feet with Jesus. And Jesus says, she'll always be remembered for this. She took that which should have been used in her loss and she held on in faith and then used it for God's glory and anointed the feet with Jesus. How will you be remembered? How will I be remembered? Uh, will we let the things that the world wants to define us as, will we let them define us? Or will we will be remembered as children of God, uh, overcomers? Will we be remembered as looking through lenses of faith uh, when we can't understand it when it seems that God's timing is off, uh, but we, we know that he has it. Uh, I, uh, I've enjoyed our time together in the Word. Uh, I pray that um, you'll intentionally um, look through lenses of faith uh, as, as the world, uh, and the devil in our flesh, would have us be distracted uh, on purpose. See the challenges, uh, see the disappointments, see the blessings uh, through lenses of faith. God bless you folks.